This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. Founded in July 2021, Bantu Aid is a community-friendly food aid distribution platform that connects those in need of help to the nearest food bank and volunteers, which is started by Anas Amdan out in Sabah. Now, Bantu Aid is a platform under Bantu Heroes. Anas, on the other hand, has many, many interests. He has formed a company called Kasi Gagar Entertainment as a music producer. He has been actively involved in producing, composing, and arranging music until today. I know for a fact that he was in LA recently. Uh, together with a few friends, he also founded Sabah Bangkit Youth Movement, which focuses on empowering the youth through performing arts and community service. Plus, he's also the owner of Nook Cafe Kota Kinabalu. So, good morning, Anas. Good morning. How, how am I going to start this interview? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll start. Actually, I want to start with your restaurant. So oh, okay. you, you're so you're a music producer, but you moved to Sabah, uh, out from Peninsula, and you you started with the the Nook Cafe, right? Uh, why did you start that? In addition to your career as a music producer, oh, I've always uh, been a lover of food um, because uh, during my travel times with my wife, we always visited a lot of cafes in uh, Australia and also where where I was I was having my degree in uh, in Queensland, so. We totally visited cafes and it's always been kind of my side dream from my uh, music career to have, you know, some like a cafe slash studio upstairs. And it happened when I moved to Inkota Kinabalu. Yeah, so that's how it happened. Yeah. Okay, so this is, uh, this is how it started. And of course, you moved to Sabah because of marriage. Yes. Okay. Now, you graduate, you actually graduated in accounting and finance. <laughs> how did Sorry, you, mommy. How did you get into? How did you get into music? Oh, it's a long story because I always wanted to do music as a career, but both my parents are on in the corporate background. One of them Petronas and one of them Maxis. So, as usual, the parents would advise us to to take something more safer and something that can be, you know, if something else fails, you know, you can always come back to what you do. So, I did that to fulfill my my parents' wishes. So, I went to University of Queensland to finish my accountancy and finance degree. And when I went back, I went to a couple of interviews, but I told my my parents that I'm, I think I want to give it a shot at doing music because I really love doing music. And even during my university years, I've started composing. And then my brother went into the entertainment business. So I said, why don't we just give it a try? And that's how it happened. Okay. Now, in 2021, of course, you know, uh, what was very interesting, this Bantu Aid and Bantu Heroes and Sabah Bangkit Youth Movement. Okay. how? Tell me that story. What what happened then? Yeah. Um, after a few years of living in Sabah, which is I'm now with my in my eighth year of living in Sabah with two kids. I love everything about Sabah. I, I love the people. I love the beautiful nature. I love that it's much more relaxed than where I grew up with, which is KL. So I kind of like like the what I'm having here. And slowly, I realized that there are many worrying issues in Sabah that are still left behind compared to where I grew up, especially in terms of development. As we know, like in Sabah, eight out of the 10 poorest districts in Malaysia are in Sabah. And you also can see in, in the media spotlight, like, for example, in Kota Kinabalu, we have students have to cross a broken bridge to attend lessons. Like in Nabawan, we also have teachers have to walk 18 hours to get to school. You know, all these sort of issues 
kind of like something um, that is very worrying for me and, and you know, having my, my children here. So in 2021, we founded Bantu Heroes. We are NGOs that actually focuses on food distribution and community empowerment in Sabah. And during 21 was like the height of the pandemic. Sabah was hit with the most lockdowns after the state elections, as we all know. And we could see on the ground there were many people struggling to put food on the table. And we decided to uh, do a coalition with all the NGOs in Sabah to help ease the situation. Yeah. Okay, so then the Sabah Bangkit Youth Movement, how did that work together in tandem? It happened during the state election as well. Okay. And I, I was seeing on the ground, this is what I, what I experienced on the ground, I see that the youth movement wasn't really that vocal or that strong to start with. But I saw there's so many people having talked to them that they really like to contribute to the state and they really like to voice out and they really want to help Sabah in whatever way they can. So for me, I have, I through my experience in the creative field, all I can do is through a song. Right. So I composed and written Sabah Bangkit uh, with my brother Aizat and with one of our producer Satugram. Somehow, yeah, it, it had a, a very good response from the Sabahan youth and it, until now also it kept being playing for elections and people are using it. So it's, it's quite a good positive response to spark the Sabahan youth, you know, to initiate. And, and that's great, right? And, and I want to know as well, during the pandemic, what happened with the cafe? What did you get up to with the cafe? Yeah, it was significant time For us as an entrepreneur, like, you know, we've been hit like a lot of challenges, especially in running your own business. And But to start with, I really think about the, to help the people actually, because there were so many food please going on in front of my cafe itself. So even though we have challenge in our business and, you know, to pay our staff, to pay our rental and to do all sort of uh, management things, I, I realized that we also need to help others. <laughs> on the ground, you know, to help them to make sure they have uh, enough food. So we started to open a food bank right in front of my cafe. And I don't know, for somehow people keep contributing a lot of food and we did daily and and somehow it got into like WhatsApp groups conversation and it went viral in in like one of the food banks that you have to go in Malaysia. One, one of the in Sabah is right in front of my cafe. But it's kind of felt overwhelmed, overwhelmed. Uh, after that, We have only from like 50 people coming to my cafe and suddenly it got to like hundreds. So it kind of like went a bit of a hairball because you can you imagine uh, it was during the COVID and we have to uh, adhere the SOPs and, you know, the guidelines and everything. And they were also my neighbors, friends, neighbors, businesses, like they are, you know, staying in front of the doors and waiting for the food. So that's how Bantu Heroes and Bantu Aid came out. Okay. So to see, yeah. And I know like Bantu Aid then became a platform online. And you did that because it was almost unfair distribution of food, right? Yes. It was, um, again, from our experience of opening food bank from a cafe. And we tried for the first two, three days. It was kind of like normal. People was taking what, what they want. But then after the fourth day and fifth day, I saw like Hilux coming in. Just park at the side of my cafe and take everything. And you know, I even went to one of their houses where we can see there's a lot of brass, like a more ten, ten to fifteen brass that that you know that, that the neighbors didn't get anything. And also, I have some cases where people walk five to seven kilometers from their house to my cafe and they end up with nothing because everything is finished, but they got the message. So that's how the idea came about, and it was very impulsive for me. I even used my own money. 
I don't know why because it was like during the pandemic you know, have to say but I didn't I said oh, no 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 we have to help we have to do something so I approached my friend who is a software developer and we decided to make bantuaid.com and to help people to actually pre-register and we also set a quota so meaning it, when it, when it surpass a quota then the list will close and only the people that register will come in so it, it's gotten smoother and we help a lot of NGOs around us as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I want to talk a little bit about how you had this Bantu Me, which is some new technology and also turning uh, this NGO into a social enterprise. I'm here with Anas Amdan from Bantu Heroes. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Best for money. BFM 89.9 Good morning, this is Frida Liu. If you've just joined us, I'm here with Anas Amdan uh, from Bantu Ero, uh, Heroes and they uh, have Bantu Aid, which is a community-friendly food aid distribution platform. But Anas also has many other things. He has an uh, entertainment company called Kasigagar and also uh, Nook Cafe in Kota Kinabalu. So if you're in KK, do check that out, right? Um, so you came up with this interesting noodles. How did that come about? Bantu me. Bantu, I like that. Yes. I like that. Bantu me. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it started when we uh, do a lot of community programs with on other states and other districts in uh, Sabah. So when we went to Ranau, we talked to the farmers and the farmers were saying, like this is what's happened during the pandemic as well. Uh, the farmers were saying that we cannot sell our vegetables. And some of, some of our vegetables are rejected simply because they are, they doesn't, it doesn't meet the cosmetic appearance of a supermarket. Sometimes it's just a, a bit crooked or a bit of holes, but it's still safe to consume. Mm. So I decided to do something about it. I say because uh, food waste is a quite big challenge also in Ranau and Kundasa. It's something something wrong, right? When some people don't have enough food and yet we have food waste, there's something wrong with this picture. Yes, right? definitely. And we don't have any solution with that. So, and they end up throwing the food waste, on, uh, not even on landfill, just on the ground. So, that's why if you see in Kundasan, there's so many flies because there's no proper way to discard all this food waste. So, I decided with my team, let's do something with it. At, at least take the unsold vegetable where it's still safe to consume and do an R&D about it and what can come up with it. So, the first trial, we, we did kind of like a paste a vegetable paste or we tried to give to other restaurants where they want to use it and sell it at cheap price and the third part we we tried to uh, we found a new technology actually which is to dry the vegetables and we turn it into powder and then my friend said hey why don't we try to mix this powder with the noodle right and you know you yeah, so it's kind of quite a brilliant idea, I thought at first. So, and I've tried it. It's really great. It's really Yeah, good. so I find it, wow, this is kind of cool because it has a high chef life and it's healthy as well. And it can be used for the everyone. Everyone here in, in Malaysia eat noodles, right? So, yeah, we decided to come. Okay, let's, let's do it. And we, when we have done our first uh, prototype, we even sent for test lab in UMS. And the, the results are not great. Actually, it has more nutrition than any normal noodle. And we didn't mix any eggs or whatever, so it's considered vegan and, and vegetarian as well. 
Okay, yeah. that's the so, twi- okay. It's strategy for twenty twenty three. But go on, go on. Sorry. Yeah. So right now we have the products, and we are still figuring out the next step, which is to have uh, to find the market for it. For right. It. Okay. So so it's not something I can buy online at the moment. You can actually, but we are setting this up. Yeah, with with my team. Okay. Now, when you say your team, right? Uh, these are these are people you've employed, or the volunteers with Bantu Heroes? Yes, the volunteers, and we have one person that is fully working with uh, Bantu Heroes. But other than that, we just meet up with my friends because. We partner up with a lot of social entrepreneurs as well. So they gave us ideas and we kind of like, you know, try to help each other develop products and develop market and also take ideas. Lah. Okay. Now, so you basically was an NGO. You're now turning into a social enterprise. So one of the ways is like, I guess, products. What what else will you be doing, I guess, to make it run on its own? And, and I guess at the end of the day is to support the community, right? Yeah, I think I, mean, I consider myself as an outsider because I, I'm not originally from Sabah. But I really hope that Sabah's fortune will change for better soon. So for for our for my half Sabahan kids and also for children of other, we hope that we can fight for a common cause, which is to bring more opportunities to this state. And Sabah has plenty of things that we can explore. And recently, we are starting to see so many positive initiatives done by young Sabahans. We have, for example, SOCI, Sabahan Social Entrepreneur Association. That's how I know about these social entrepreneurs. And they give me like, you know, talks and they have exhibitions that I attend. Uh, initiative called Sayap, Sabah Young Entrepreneurs and Professionals, where they want to prevent Sabah from brain drain, where they invite all the professionals to come and, you know, try to contribute back to their home state. Yeah, that's the aim that I'm, I'm thinking of working together. Okay, so when you look at your, I know this all these great things, right? So, but when you look at what Bantu Heroes aims to do, your major impact, would it be more around the I guess the the you know the, the those that can't afford it is that your impact or because I know you so there are so many areas of your impact right because there's also food not you're addressing food waste you're also addressing through your music helping with the youth and all that so what would you say would be the main thing that concerns you I know Bantu Me is great that's a great way to you know uh, make it self-sustainable I think for 2023 I would like to focus more on the food security aspect because I think that is going to be um, quite a major issue coming 2023 for not just in Sabah, but also for Malaysia as well. And we have, I've been engaging with a lot of agriculture supply chain experts, you know, to, to try to tie all things up, whether we can, you know, help to produce more lo- of our local products and try to empower the community, the farming community and also the entrepreneurs on how we can, you know, work together. But of course, I would like to help in any way I can be through my creative work. I don't know, do a campaign about food or some, do a song about food. Uh, I don't know, it's, it's still an open idea. I still was trying to figure out, yeah, but I would love to listen to ideas from a lot of people. Okay, would you be looking at funding? Yes, yes. We have tried to propose to ministers and also corporates and many jayasan uh, in Malaysia as well to have, for us to have at least a, a seat funding to do our projects. Yeah. Right, okay. So, I mean, you're open to funding and all that, right? Yes, of course. Okay, and I guess like, how can the public at large support you? I mean, you know, is it something, so you were saying the noodles, you know, hopefully we'll be able to buy them, but, but how else can we support you? Malaysians at large, because we are United Malaysia, again. so like how can, you know, just beyond Sabah, how can people out here in West Malaysia support you? I think for me, it's first to change, like I said before, uh, to change the consumer mentality of having to 
find our own products. That's, that's I think, find our identity, find our own products in any way we can, you know, because I, I have seen a lot of entrepreneurs are doing this. Like I've seen one in Kedah where they have using tech, technological for their rice paddy fields. And I've seen in Johor as well, they do a lot of uh, community farming. So I think the mindset change is slowly building up there, you know, towards us using our own resources to make sure that we can self-sustain and I think in, that's going to happen in the long run. I hope so in five to ten years to work together, Sabah, especially in Sabah, Sarawak and also in West Malaysia, you know, to tie up this agriculture supply chain. That's what I'm looking at in terms of the more on focusing on the food security right. yeah. all the thank you for the work you do and no, all the best with all your endeavours you know from uh, uh, of course from Bantu Heroes all the way to your cafe in uh, Nook Cafe in KK and also your entertainment industry uh, your entertainment business Kasigaga uh, and you know all the best I've been speaking to Anas Amdan from Bantu Heroes and you've been listening to Open for Business BFM 89.9 You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.